Beyond the, Beyond the Headlines. This is World Insight. Hello and welcome to World Insight. I'm Tian Wei. The World Economic Forum annual meeting wrapped up. World's political and business leaders, as well as representatives from civil society, gathered to discuss the top topic, rebuilding trust in an increasingly fragmented world. According to the World Economic Forum's latest chief economist outlook, 56% of chief economists around the world expect the world economy to be weakened in the year 2024, while a majority predicted losing labor markets and financial conditions this year. So what can be done in the face of risks and uncertainties? We've been discussing them, but this year's annual forum did provide some concrete answers. On this and more, I talked to World Economic Forum Managing Director Olivier Schwab. He's not only looking at the global issues, but also particularly looking at the technologies leading the way. How do you see the participation of the Chinese delegation this time? How much uh, energy, information, and updates are they bringing? So we're very pleased to have uh, Premier Li Tiang uh, join us in Davos this year and really deliver a message, a mm -hmm. uh, message about global cooperation and a message about uh, Chinese growth. And uh, within that message also, uh, the continuation of a, a world where uh, we cooperate on supply chain, on technology, on uh, making the planet uh, more sustainable. Uh, so his message was very well received by uh, the participants here in Davos. He gave a lot of numbers, for example, about China's green development. In fact, I've been talking to people around. They say, oh, this is the first time they hear about this. So even though the world is very globalized, but recently there is some uh, gap of information especially about China. You've been working in China for a couple of years. You have friends in China in many, many different parts of the country. How do you see this interesting phenomenon? At the moment, we have current crises. We have conflicts in different uh, parts of the world with a horrible situation uh, for populations. Mm -hmm. um, and we also have long-term systemic issues like the climate crisis. And so for both of these, it's important to have a platform such as Davos, where business leaders, government leaders, academic experts, but also young people, artists, really the whole fabric of society can come together, make their voices heard. And sometimes we have uh, different opinions. Uh, but they can make their voices heard. And uh, that's really what the World Economic Forum and what Davos is about, is a, is a place for dialogue. For long, Davos has been accused by those who do not support uh, your organization and the events as uh, not touching the ground, not really having an impact on the real people on the streets. Uh, this year, how do you see the discussions are actually making that connection? Well, look, at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. Right? We want a healthy, sustainable planet, and we want uh, growth and prosperity for our population. We believe in business as a force for good, right? because business has the muscle to implement some of the changes we need. So when it comes to climate, for example, we need to continue investing in technologies uh, that will help us transition from an energy system uh, that we currently have 
to an energy system that's more sustainable mm -hmm. through, of course, renewables, through carbon capture technologies, yeah. and so on and so forth. That requires capital and investment. Mm -hmm. um, and, and for that, uh, we need to continue to have, to have growth. And that was also part of uh, Premier Li Qiang's message. Mm. I know you have been uh, working within your organization on the technology part and try to make technologies integration into the system and provide service to all the participants of the forum. So how have you been digesting all these latest trends? I mean, it's a dramatic amount of information and all the uh, development and therefore select the most important and most viable to your work. We have a program which we call the Technology Pioneers. Mm -hmm. uh, that program is more than 25 years old. When we started to bring young entrepreneurs, at that time mainly from Silicon Valley, but today they come from all over the world, uh, and integrate them into, into our ecosystem and into our program uh, so that uh, our other participants can get a good sense of um, you know what the latest innovations are. Mm -hmm. Now this year in Davos, uh, of course, generative AI is one of the key thematics right. of this year's annual meeting. We've seen an acceleration in the development of this technology just in the past 12 months. Uh, but we are really just at the beginning. Uh, so we have here in Davos uh, really all the top experts uh, on generative uh, AI, um, uh, Sam Altman, founder of OpenAI, um, Satya Nadella, uh, CEO of Microsoft, uh, Lee Kai-Fu, a venture capital investor, and so on and so forth. As you know, for example, Sam Altman, during a open discussion, uh, he, at the end of his talk, he suggested, uh, well, Ladies and gentlemen, there are a lot of strange things likely to happen in the future. Of course, he didn't specify what he's trying to say is technologies are moving so fast. It's very hard to interpret exactly what it means for everybody. So uh, how is the forum trying to help all of us, especially for the business leaders and also political leaders, to digest the nature of uh, technologies with the platform you establish and the sessions you're trying to design? Yeah, so when it comes to generative AI, right, there's sort of three things you, we need to think about. And this is how we've built the program mm -hmm. uh, around this. Tell me more. Uh, the first one is how do we build sort of safe and efficient AI systems? Because we must remember, I mean, this is fundamental research. Mm -hmm. This is, this is um, complicated technology. So how do we build it in a way uh, which is safe and that, um, uh, you know, has to do with uh, transparency on, on, on certain components. It has to do with proper red teaming. Uh, and there's a whole, sort, a whole a series of recommendations uh, which we uh, published in a paper uh, last June mm -hmm. uh, called the Procedural Recommendations for Responsible AI. Uh, the second one is how do we think about governance, mm -hmm. right? And here it's not the role of the forum or its members uh, to regulate, but what we can do is to figure out what are the right questions that we need to ask. The third point is, is what, are the, what are the industrial applications? And here it's, as I said, it's really, um, we're at the beginning, we've built kind of the base layer, uh, and now there'll be a series of applications uh, that, that we build on top. I think the most um, interesting question 
is really what are the deep implications for the economy and society in the long term? And that's something we don't really know yet. We see people discuss about AI uh, all over the world these days, sometimes with very little literacy about exactly what AI is and what at this stage is this latest development. How do you see when you are working on the technology part and bringing all these uh, pioneers together, disconnect in the discussion vis-a-vis uh, -vis, uh, the literacy, the facts, and the information? Yeah. So I think with any new technology, right, there's always people that are going to move faster than others. And it's important, and this is why the forum is sort of a place that, that um, this discussion can happen. It's important indeed, as you say, that people don't get left behind, right? So how do you make sure that, um, you know, there's a certain amount of um, literacy that gets that gets built up. And here I'd point also to some of the work we're doing in the, in the skills uh, space, so jobs. How do we think of the jobs of tomorrow, right? And what are the skills that are going to be needed? Mm -hmm. So we have, um, we have some work that we're doing in that space because, indeed, whenever technology comes, uh, on the one hand, we need to understand the implications, uh, but also how do we make sure that there's literacy that goes throughout society? The summer Davos is coming up uh, later in the year. So how do you see this technology development and discussions about that will be further enhanced over there? Yeah, absolutely. I think, look, this is not a topic that is, uh, that is just a trend today and then we will forget about it. As I said, we've, we've built now these large language models, uh, which if you think about back in the 90s uh, when the World Wide Web was built, mm -hmm. right, this is an analogy. So yeah. now you have a kind of an infrastructure, kind of a highway, and it's only now that we're going to start to build the applications on top of it, right? So back then it was e-commerce and search and so on, and then social media and et cetera, um, and then services, um, and then we will find out what some of the applications are. I think in certain industries uh, like pharmaceuticals, uh, other industries, um, you know, uh, they are already quite far down the line in understanding what the applications of these technologies are, for example, in the discovery of new proteins and things like that. Um, so, you know, certainly some industries have already gone uh, quite far, but there's still a lot to be learned and a lot to do. But now, as we all say, it's a fractured world. So what kind of uh, uh, challenges and opportunities does it mean for the forum, reflected this year at the forum? Well, you know, on the one hand, you could say it's a fractured world, and that's true. There are tensions mm -hmm. between, let's say, different different areas and different ways of looking at the world. Mm -hmm. um, but what we see is that uh, a lot of people come here uh, still uh, and want to have their voices heard. So we had um, uh, Premier Li Qiang of China, we had uh, the president of uh, Ukraine, we had president of France, Macron, we had the uh, new uh, uh, president of uh, Argentina uh, who delivered a message um, how he intends to, uh, you know, uh, sort of bring his country back uh, from some difficult years. And so, uh, yes, there are tensions in the world, but at the same time, um, we provide a platform for all the voices to be heard, and, and then out of that 
comes uh, cooperation, collaboration, and sometimes uh, incu- we incubate uh, an interesting, uh, an interesting initiative. Final question: I see you move from one department or areas of the work of the forum to another, and then to another. It seems that you've been doing technology job, you've been going to regional uh, place offices of the World Economic Forum, such as in Beijing. You also have been working on other projects related to the forum. How have you learned, you know, throughout this process? What does that mean to you uh, as a member, as an important member of the forum, about the sophistication of this platform? In the management team, we're, there's six of us, and we each have responsibility for different areas of the forum and occasionally uh, we uh, depending on how things evolve we rotate some of these responsibilities and uh, it provides personal growth of course but it also provides sometimes uh, the opportunity to bring new ideas to a specific area uh, so uh, this is something that is uh, is quite common uh, within our organization not just at the leadership level but in in, in other levels as well. Beyond the, beyond the headlines, this is World Insight. The future of global companies lies in innovation. How can businesses better innovate and get a leg up amid fierce competitions? I talked to a European business pioneer, the former CEO of DSM and chair of Philips. AI has been a focus and the new technology has also been a focus. You've been in the industry that's dealing with it every day. Any new development in our logic of understanding of what's going on? Well, you know, this whole World Economic Forum has uh, the connection to globalization. They were all connected from each other. And by the way, we are all connected uh, to each other in the world, in global trade. China is the big manufacturing machine of the world. But a lot of the products that China is exporting comes from imported products also into China. China converts and exports. So you see here that every country, uh, Europe, the US, China, is dependent on each other. And globalization brought prosperity to many people, billions of people in many countries. But the problem is it did not prosperity to all countries, if I look to Africa, etc., and not to all people in all countries. If you live in the middle part of the US, you see the two coast areas became richer and the middle part not. So I think we need to make globalization much more inclusive. And if not, then we see at this moment uh, a little bit a pushback of globalization with regionalization or nationalization. America first, or made in India, or China, or Europe, etc. What is the role of new technologies likely to play over the past few, uh, one decade or so? We see new technologies uh, being taken advantage of, and yet we also see the wealth increasing in the world, but we see the gap ever larger. So uh, what, to your confidence, we are learning the lessons? I'm convinced that technology can bring an awful lot. The innovations can bring an awful lot. We have huge problems with climate, and Africa is suffering. Mm. And Macky Sall, when he was chairman of the African Union, said, we Africans suffer the most, we Africans cost the least, and please, you need to help. Well, there are now seeds who can survive in drought or flooding periods, the new agricultural techniques, etc. There are new instruments and techniques to protect cities or protect infrastructure. Uh, And so we have a big problem climate change. Mm -hmm. We have many people suffering, 
But we also have new technologies to uh, address that. The issue is, however, can we allocate the right money streams to those who need it, and can we implement it there where it's needed? But it's not true that the world does not have technology solutions for its problems. And that's the good news. But now we see it's a fractured world. Geopolitics, geoeconomics are getting Correct. ever more complicated. As a result, there were certain areas of technologies, a chip, for example, Correct. which is very obvious, has become a tool of geopolitics. So many people are so worried now whether other areas will also become victims. So um, you work on biotechnology a long time. So how do you see the danger here? And the people, friends of yours, what are they trying to do in order to avoid that worst scenario? Yeah, because if you look to technology, take AI, take chips. Everybody needs chips. Everybody needs AI. And you see that not the world is fragmented, the technologies are fragmented also. One has this part of the technology and patented it. One has another part of technology and patented it. Now we need both parts of the technology to get it working. Yeah. And there we had several sessions uh, in this week where people find out, oh, even I cannot do without you because I need you, and by the way, you need me also. That's interdependence, not in countries, mm -hmm. but interdependence in technologies, companies, competencies, solutions, etc. And what we try to do in some sessions is not only having those business people or academia discussing that, but bring in political leaders to watch that and to see, hey, you political leaders need to take care. We still collaborate in the world. However, I need to say also, that the same political leaders will not be re-elected, and we have the year of re-elections, half of the global population goes uh, to re-elections, they will not be re-elected if they do not make um, globalization, economic prosperity more inclusive, because then the voters will not vote for them. Mm -hmm. So they, <coughs> I'm glad I'm not a politician, because they have the difficult task to continue to deal with this interdependence and to take care of the people in their own region who did not um, benefit from right. it. By the way, you as China did a pretty good job about that. If we see how the prosperity increased in China, how hunger is totally out of China, etc., etc., um, China, I think, did an amazing job. And what I feel very positive, discussing also with Mr. Xi, uh, the climate envoy for China in um, uh, the COP and right. other places. China is very open uh, to take action, to collaborate with others, etc. And that is, I think, what we need. Mm. There are a lot of people who do not necessarily know the information about how fast China's green development has been. Yes. Uh, the Chinese premier, during the one of the forums uh, conferences, actually shared some information, very limited number he could share during one speech. But 20 million electronic cars running on the road every day also got a tremendous amount of trillions of industry every year that can come out of green development. Yeah. So you've been involved in many international negotiations, FICO, Correct. and you are now serving on many different boards right. on international governance regarding technology, regarding cooperation. Tell me more, how do you see where we are, how much sophisticated we have become over the past four to five years? overall 
in understand the logic you just beautifully illustrated. It's interesting when you read the newspapers, television, listen to some politicians, you feel this geopolitical tension. Okay. If you're on boards and the executive committee of companies, I'm involved in several big companies, whether it is Unilever or Philips or DSM, etc. Every company wants to be globally active. No company is saying, forget China or forget Asia or forget the US. No, they all want to be active and they say, we cannot afford not to be in there. So if I'm in the boards of companies, I see a great intention to collaborate with everybody to enter all markets. And then you watch at the same moment television in the evening and you see the tension. And here... So what's the reason for this? Why so disconnected? Well, I think because the politicians are afraid that a part of the population is not benefiting enough and they are angry. And we have seen that in the elections in the Netherlands. Uh, we need still to wait the US. We have seen other uh, countries. So a part of the population is not happy. And I think, I say that also in our boards, uh, as companies we need to take care of that one also. We need to help the governments to get this more inclusive and to create prosperity for others. Otherwise, governments will not help us. The other thing is we need to communicate better with governments and political leaders, and that's the advantage here of the forum. And so many interactions with political leaders over what business is doing, and to open their eyes how the world of business is. They still talk to different languages. Recently, I've been talking to some business leaders present here and beyond. They have been telling me don't call us PC, uh, politically correctness. In fact, what we are trying to do is we do not want to talk all the time anymore. We want to focus on what we are doing the best, which is try to run the company and contribute. But now there is concern, though, FICA, that business communities in different parts of the world are trying to align themselves with the so-called political correctness of their country, of their region, and where they're based. How do you see this phenomenon? I understand the political correctness, and as you indicated, it's there. Uh, but I hope, and that's what I stimulate in the boards, that we show the world as it is. And if that is an inconvenient message for some, then be it an inconvenient message. This is a little bit the emperor's closest ever. I mean, please, tell how the world really uh, is. And, um, and listen, we need to have each other. Uh, if I take one thing to address climate change, mm -hmm. a price on carbon, is that a company thing? Is that a country thing, a government thing? The governments do not dare to put a price on carbon if companies say we will be less competitive. Now, more companies say you need a price on carbon to change us then governments have the power to make regulations. Companies cannot do that. Mm -hmm. So this is the interactions. Companies need to help governments to dare to put a price on carbon. If com countries put a price on carbon, then companies will move and become more sustainable. Mm -hmm. So here you see the interaction, and we had on this carbon pricing several sessions yeah. during the forum, uh, government and private sector, hey, we hold each other hostage. Let's help each other in plans to hold each other hostage. Right. How much do you think is still there space for cooperation between China and Europe? Uh, Europe cannot do without China, and I hope China can do without Europe. We need each other. So many products of Europe come out of China, and it will be much more expensive or sometimes even impossible to manufacture those in Europe, and we need 
we have the demand of those products. So we need China. Let's also be clear, a lot of the products, like I said, China is exporting, come from imported goods also. So China needs other parts of the world as well. And, and, and we need to collaborate. And you cannot cut off, I think, uh, regions of the world, nor from technology. And let's be honest, the technology is providing so much we, uh, from Philips we see what we can do in home care at this moment, with AI can bring, AI will change every single uh, uh, company. And uh, so I'm positive on what technology can bring, but I agree with you, I'm also concerned about the fragmentation at this moment and the different language that the business sector and the public sector speak. And they need each other. Now, with AI, we tell our researchers we don't need to increase the pixel density. AI will make it bigger pixel density and you see it better. So sometimes even your whole R&D programs are shifting due to AI. That is fascinating. Mm, well said. Faika, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. And that's all the time we have for today. I'm Tian Wei, coming to you from Beijing. On behalf of my team, bye for now.